This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an awesome human being, Audrey Kearns, and her inhaler. (laughs) It's right here on the table. It has amazingly rained here in Los Angeles, yeah. uh, where we live, and that kicks off your, your allergies. Well you, well, you know, think about it. It hasn't rained here in forever, right? Yeah. And um, it just brings all the pollution down. And then it, <laughs> and I inhale the pollution, and I can't breathe. And plus, it starts to make things bloom that were dormant. Right. And it also just makes all the dust and pollen go into the air. So it slowly kills me every time <laughs> it rains so here. you will probably <laughs> use your inhaler. At least once or twice. Okay. In this podcast. That'd be great. And if we could get it nice and close to the mic. So we can audibly hear the inhaling. Yeah. Well, it's not as cool as it used to be because um, now they're all environmentally correct, (sighs) you know? I know, right? Bullshit. Because they used to have like an aerosol. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's like a HFC. Is that what it is? Or something like that. So it's this pump and it sucks because (laughs) you're you're dying from Uh not breathing and it's harder to get into your lungs without that aerosol jolt. Oh, okay. So you, so you, you have to like physically suck it in more? Yeah. See, I'll do it for you right okay, now. Thank I, you. Okay, thank you. So it's like, I breathe out and then go. <laughs> and then hold it in. But you heard it. So it's yeah. more powerful when it was aerosol. Like It, really... it would just blast it in there. Yeah. And then do you have to make like a Professor Frank from The Simpsons noise after you take it to make it work? Do you have to go, hi? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> that would be That would be awesome. great if this was medically necessary <laughs> for people to go, ah. Can, can, am I allowed to swear? Absolutely. Okay, because usually when I'm taking my inhaler, every time I take a, a huff, I'm like, fuck. You know, because I'm just <laughs> mad at the universe. I'm just mad at the universe for having asthma. Well, that's great because it makes it seem really badass, like you're sitting around wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> fuck, oh, man. God. I didn't inhale. Uh, so tell tell the listening people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, um, I'm Audrey Kearns, and I'm uh, the founder and creator, editor-in-chief of uh, Geek Girl Authority, um, an online geek culture website. I'm also the co-creator of Five Truths and a Lie, which you're familiar with. Yes. It's a storytelling show that we do here in L.A. and that we brought to, um, that we also travel with, and I... I'm an actor. I, I sounded like I was confused, but it's just I haven't done that in a while. Um, I kind of stopped because uh, I was a professional actor for about 20 years, and then I kind of stopped and started doing focusing more on writing yeah. and producing and getting into the online world. Yeah. But um, I recently did a one-person show, so I guess that is acting, even though it was about me, right? Absolutely, yes. Right? I'd yes. act... I had to portray Audrey Kearns. You pretended to be yourself. In a play. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all actors. And that, I'm telling you, that Audrey Kearns is so much more interesting than me <laughs> who's sitting in front of me right now. Well, well if, if you feel like you're being boring, just play a more interesting version of yourself. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's what we all do every day. Uh, and I'm so delighted by your obsession. I email the guests and mm-hmm. I ask them what their obsession would be. And I generally ask people to be, like, give me something specific. Like, don't give me uh, superheroes if possible. Give me Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, and Audrey answered, I emailed her right after Comic-Con when she was <laughs> devastated after the San Diego Comic-Con. And he was like, I, I really like spaceships and laser guns. Is that too broad? And I was like, fuck no. It's so That's true. That's so strangely, it is incredibly broad, obviously, yeah. but it's so strangely specific as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Because I didn't justify saying if it had to be good like, no. or bad, you know. No, I, I yeah. sounded like drunk, excited Yoda there for a minute. <laughs> uh, so can you tell us what 
what when you think of spaceships and laser guns mm-hmm. as your obsession, what do you immediately think of? Um, I think of like really well choreographed space fights in movies. Okay, so you like, like a really big laser TV. guns. Yeah, like like a really good um, like a. a what do you call it when uh, the planes in World War Two a dogfight, dog like like yeah. a space dogfight? That's what usually I'm thinking okay. of. So the action, but then you know there's there's different tiers. I also like laser guns and and, <laughs> and stuff like that, and I also like just seeing people floating in space or being on a spaceship. Okay, so it, it really is just the aesthetic of those things, like immediately right. seeing them spark something like Inside a deep love. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could see a trailer for a movie and, and, you know, there's alarms in my peripheral vision saying this is going to be a shit storm. (laughs) But there is a part of me that is so excited just because they're in a spaceship. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of that way with fantasy as well. Okay. But much more with anything with a spaceship or a laser. Cool. Uh, Are there examples of like your favorite movies or TV shows that are great, like good examples of spaceships and laser guns? Yeah. You know, um, Star Trek every once in a while would have like a really good war scene. Yeah. You know, like um, when they would... uh, when all the fleet would come to the the, the neutral neutral zone and right. face off, and they, they they would do some good things where they're facing off with the Borg, they'd have some good fights. And then um, another good one that comes to mind. Well, this one really isn't that choreographed. It's just like when in Serenity, when um, they decide to go to the planet after being on the Reaver world. <laughs> just, yes. I'm, I'm saying all this stuff. I sound like such a fucking nerd. <laughs> it's so great. On Reaver world? On the Reaver world. I forget what the name I of the planet is. I had a Reaver world place. Reaver, that, I Reaver, can't remember. It's... Where they became Reavers. It, yes. That planet. And then uh, they just happened to come out of the, the space clouds or something into oh, a fight that's yeah, already yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of stuff where it's just it's just amazing. And reading it too, there's this um, a series of books. Um, oh, I'm forgetting what they are because I'm, I'm, uh, the the Lost Fleet okay. series, where it's written by this guy who was a Navy officer forever. So his whole, I mean, the story is pretty good, but his whole focus is on these really uh, specific fights and formation. So, okay, this is cool. So the, yeah. it's the Part of it is the choreography. Yes. So when you can actually track what's going on. Yeah. So like Guardians of the Galaxy just came out, obviously, and seems like uh, spaceships and laser guns yeah. heaven yeah. in in some yeah. ways. Have you seen it yet? It brought me nothing but joy. <laughs> Yay! So it brought nothing. But I joy. really really liked the film. Uh-huh. I wanted since it had so many kind of homages to older science fiction. Mm-hmm. I wanted the the spaceships fighting to be a little bit more choreographed. Yeah, they there didn't was a little bit of just like, there. hey, they're flying around, shit's yeah. blowing up. Every once in a while, it was clear like yeah. what their tactic was, but there wasn't those kind of shots like there are in some like good Star Trek or oh, that yeah. great scene in Serenity uh-huh. where you there's a lot going on, uh-huh. but you know exactly what our heroes are doing and how their ship is moving it, and exactly. why. Exactly, yeah, they did. You're right, absolutely. They had some great, beautiful visuals, but they did not spend uh, that much time on that. Um, oh, but you just reminded me of something. You'll find this with me a lot. I think <laughs> I, my brain works faster than I can actually speak. And so a lot of times people think I'm drunk because I end up talking so fast and I slur my words because I can't get it out right. And it's just like, I swear to God. That's better than most this people. This is really water. It's I not vodka. speak much faster than I can think. Yes, you can no, tell from listening no, to the podcast. Like BSG usually has some great... Uh, right. They have some great That's fights. very, very purposeful. That also yeah. has that sort of like real military background, right? And, and you know what's at stake, you know? Yeah. The, the, what's at stake is so... Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, we, <laughs> uh, 
today's Monday. Yeah. So yesterday yeah. we just had, <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, I just spent an hour in traffic. Okay. In LA. Um, we uh, decided to have a lazy Sunday and we watched Star Wars. And I literally, I'm a Star Trek fan. Okay. And I've seen Star Wars, of course, a million yeah. times. And I know that you're a huge fan, but I really haven't seen uh, A New Hope, as they call it now, in, in, in over 10 years. Wow. Yeah. It's been a long time. And what was, did you enjoy the, the, the I enjoyed dog it fight? more than I thought I would. And I paid more attention to the end that that when when they're all you know red leader gold leader and they're yeah. doing all that it, like when I, last time I watched it I wasn't really paying attention to that aspect of it and yeah. I, it was like really well done it's really incredibly really well, well done. done I mean I think that sort of I mean yeah. there's a, a million theories and opinions about what made that movie so mm-hmm. such a huge thing but the fact that it ends so solidly that the oh, stakes are so clear in that fight the Absolutely. the big world stakes the emotional stakes for Luke Mm-hmm. And also, just at the actual choreography, it yeah. is a beautiful space killing dance. It, it, it is fantastic. And uh, coming off of Comic Con, where Brian bought himself a Porkins bust. <laughs> I saw your husband Brian. Is... <laughs> My husband Brian, yes, bought himself a, a, a bust of Porkins, one of the uh, Rebel fighters in in Star Wars. So we were really sad when the most cruelly but... named. I yes. know, right? I mean, it, I mean why does he have to be big the and most, named Porkins? Yeah, he is heavy set. It's just a a cruel drive-by yeah. that he's named Porkins. And exactly. you're like, ha-ha, overweight man. And then he blows up And then he blows up. But it was a little sadder this time around just because the we the Porkins best was looking at us because we haven't taken it off the coffee table yet. <laughs> he looks at you guiltily. <laughs> Here is my weirdest Porkins experience because I am enough of a Star Wars nerd uh-huh. that I have lots of different thoughts and feelings right, and right. memories about Porkins. Uh, I used to have a Star Wars action figure collecting problem. That oh, I, really? I, like I spent, an addiction kind of? I spent too much money on mm-hmm. Star Wars action figures, and I, I stopped doing that. Uh, but I got really excited when I, I saw that a Porkins action figure was coming out. And uh, when I found one at a Target, I went to pick him up, and I was both amazed and a little bummed out that because the action figure is so much more plastic... Oh. Than other action figures, oh. even the action figure is actually physically heavier. Oh, no. Like it takes more muscle to pick up the Porkins action figure than Poor it does Luke's car. Like wow, because they Porkins. did not, they did not hold back. They used yeah. a lot of plastic in you that. You know, they're mold. doing all these, uh, you know, the, the, these offshoots yeah. of um, the new Star Wars movies now. Like they're doing, uh, like they're planning way ahead. Disney's planning, yeah, way ahead. I wish they would do like a. A one-off of a Porkins that would be great. origin movie. That would be great. And it would be all about just him taking out people who are fat-shaming him. Let's you and me start pitching that around Hollywood. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to go great. Oh, yeah. We're going to get so many memes. Yep. We'll have a five-minute video on YouTube, and it will be great. Uh, so what is the best spaceship for you and why? Um, of all the spaceships I've seen, it's always going to be Enterprise. I mean, okay. it's, it's original or D? Um, uh, a D, uh, next gen. Okay. You know, with that with that crew yeah. and everything, it's just so close to my heart and so close to my upbringing that I, I would feel safe there. Okay. You know, and that's I think because the saucer yeah. section is always going to detach because you can always detach in a fight, <laughs> or I can transport myself out of there. Yeah. Or I can replicate a cure for whatever is attacking the ship. Yeah. You know, there's so many reasons why. Yeah. I do. Re- I, I I think it's funny that Next Generation is it is all about feelings and it is all about yeah. family. Uh-huh. But the first two things you thought of is are ways you could get away. <laughs> That's true. I you're... can detach. I can beam away. <laughs> you're it's so a beautiful right. family because I can run away. I, you're so right. <laughs> 
my goodness. <laughs> uh, so what is the best laser gun and why? The best laser gun. Wow, that's a really, really good question. I, I never thought of that. Um, well, the phaser. You know, I'm going to say the phaser. Okay. That's not really... I guess it's a laser gun. It is yeah, a laser gun. It, is it a laser gun. shoots lasers. Yeah. And I like Han Solo's gun. Yeah. That's a pretty... <laughs> but what we notice that um, watching Star Wars, when uh, we first see princess leia with uh-huh. a gun that is all small and svelte it's like a lady pistol it is it is a lady pistol it's a lady yeah. pistol you know like nowadays they just give her something big yeah well, she, know, I which think they eventually do in like one of the other movies uh well they give her later in star wars she actually yeah. takes one of the stormtroopers guns oh that's, and that's true a, a nice that's true heavy blaster that's one thing i like about that movie too being done in the 70s is that she wasn't a damsel in distress even no, back then nowadays no. you you they rarely do that anyway, but you're talking about back in the 70s where they were still playing that up a lot. You know, yeah. she was like, she was tough from the get-go. Yeah, I like to think that it is not a lady pistol, but an <laughs> espionage pistol. Okay. Because she can't just wear, she can't just flaunt so it she was on her leg it like somewhere. Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, that was somewhere in that those white yeah. robes that did not leave much to hide. <laughs> um, I like, oh, those aren't lasers, though. Uh, the The Galactica guns weren't lasers. Those were just like cannons those were they actual bullets right yeah they're just like actual yeah like i love the choreography of um of bsg i mean that stuff looked really real and i really appreciated the silence of it all yes you know like you can't hear shit in space and you know and they would sometimes you could hear it but most of the time it was always silent whenever they went out especially like in the miniseries when 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 we got the first of the new new, new bsgs when they were doing all the nukes it was just like this silent, impending doom yeah. coming towards you. Yeah. yeah. But I'd awesome. say the phaser gun is okay. the best laser Okay, so phaser gun. Yeah. Would you watch a movie that was called Spaceships versus Laser yes. Guns? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so if a movie or TV show was going to have one or the other, either spaceships oh, wow. or laser guns, which would you choose? Spaceships. So even if they couldn't shoot anything? Yes, I would go to the spaceships. Okay, so what, what would you want the spaceships to do if they couldn't shoot each other? So that means, yeah, because what's going to be at stake if they're in space, you know, are they peaceful? But then if it's just a peaceful mission with no antagonists, that would get pretty boring. So what? <laughs> you're really making me think. I'm so sorry. What would I want them to do? Well, then I would want... Someone to attack the ship, okay? So all the lasers, or there weren't any to begin yeah. with, right? And then everything is a really well choreographed martial arts fight on the spaceship. <laughs> on the spaceship, yeah. okay. Yeah. So the violence is not outside the spaceship. It's on it's the spaceship. inside the spaceship. And they're using, like, you know, the Jeffrey's tube, and of course I'm going back yeah. to Star Trek, or any kind of, like, you know, part of the ship to, they can do, like, martial arts with no gravity. I mean, oh, that right. work? So well, they're pushing off of things and oh, hitting yeah, each so other in like the face. Parkouring you know. off the hallways. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> this, okay, that's the second thing we're going to pitch. Is parkour, our parkour spaceship? <laughs> yeah, parkour spaceship. <laughs> Excellent. We are already it. rolling in theoretical money. <laughs> jumping around it. I love it. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, if you could cast any modern actor in a movie that was just actually called Spaceships and Laser Guns, who would you cast? Oh my gosh, that's such a hard question. Um, can they have been in a space movie before? Sure. You know, it's uh, just it's just your dream come true. There is a movie called Spaceships and Laser Guns. No bullshit. That's the actual title, and you get to cast it. Uh, my mind is blown right now. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't think of anybody. The power. Uh, yeah. So so, 
is it because your focus is so much on the choreography of the spaceships, or is it just that you don't have like go-to actors that it's more about the I ideas? I have I have go-to actors. Um, I also have this weird tendency in my brain when um, I like to prepare for things. So when I'm asked a question on the spot, my my brain explodes. Okay. And I can't think of anything. Like five minutes from now, I'm gonna tell you who, who we should who we should cast. I love the idea of doing a five minute delay podcast. <laughs> exactly. So I'll just keep asking you questions and then, and then delayed answers will flow back in. Because you know, I I think like. Sigourney Weaver, but she's been in so many space movies, you know. Like, but she deserves to but, star but, in one. Yeah, she has. Yeah, well, she's, she has started in it, but I mean another I, one. I, I just love her so much. Yeah. Yeah, so she's my go-to action star, always. Yeah. I guess in my mind what I was thinking is that the movie, if a movie was called Spaceships and Laser Guns, oh. it would be really proactive. And yeah. Ripley is so caught up in things, always. Right. So the idea of Sigourney Weaver being in a movie that was is aggressively titled as Spaceships and Laser Guns, uh-huh. where, like, you have a mission to go shoot other spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> that it would be cool to see Sigourney yeah, Weaver in a... Would, not in a role where she gets caught up in something, because she seems to get caught up in shit a she lot. Gets she caught gets up in, caught up in shit in Ghostbusters. She gets caught up in shit in Galaxy Quest. It would be great to see, like, oh, Gwen De- Sigourney Gwen Weaver handed a mission. In Galaxy Quest? Is it yeah, Gwen, Gwen DeMarco, yeah. That's, that's if, if I could sew, I would make myself that cosplay outfit, just because I'm tall. <laughs> Oh yeah, you'd yeah. be great, Gwen yeah. DeMarco. Oh god, and that's another reason I love her so much is because she's like five ten or eleven. I yeah, and you can, I'm a big girl. People, I'm six feet tall. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, okay, so speaking of, you like any movie that has spaceships mm-hmm. and laser guns? Mm-hmm. Have you seen or are you a fan of the James Bond movie Moonraker? Oh my god, I love that movie. Do you really? Yeah. No, uh, that was. Uh, I grew up overseas in. Uh, until I was like around 10 or 11 before we came back to the States. And so we would just, whatever movies came through the embassy or like Hong Kong, when we lived in Hong Kong, we got to see the most movies because that was a pretty modern city. So that's one of the first movies I ever saw in a theater was Star Wars. Okay. And actually I just talked about this one with my friend Claudia and Alien. Wow. And my parents didn't know Alien was rated R. <laughs> and my mom freaked out during the uh, the stomach the scene. The chest bursting? Yeah, and so she covered my eyes, and so I couldn't see it. And all I could see was that other corner of my eye, and I can see my dad laughing at the whole scene. He thought it was great. And my sister <laughs> is on the other side of him. So he was enjoying himself. He never bothered to cover my sister's eyes, uh-huh. but I was the only one that wasn't. So I never saw that scene until, like, years later. Wow. But um, anyway, um, the question was... Moonraker. Moonraker. So they were such Bond fans. And your, when, your parents? Yeah. Okay. And so when any of those, especially Roger Moore, so when any of those came out, we go, and I saw Moonraker in Hong Kong, and I just, I just, I loved it. When they finally get up to the space station. And they just start blasting the yeah. shit everywhere. Have you watched it as an adult? I have not. Okay. That's a very, that, oh man. Is it going to seem like super campy if I watch oh, it now? It is, it's super, super campy. It's, See, it's I, we, when I was a kid, absurd. it was, you know... It was scary it was, and holy amazing. Holy shit, it's James Bond in exactly. space, high stakes. And yeah. Jaws was so scary looking. Yeah, I mean, Jaws yeah. is terrifying for... He premieres in The Spy Who Loved Me, yeah. the movie before, but then in Moonraker, there is a subplot that maybe you've blocked out where he basically has a this romance with this uh, little girl who looks like the Swiss Miss girl. I have blocked that out. <laughs> Not I a need to girl. watch it uh, She's an adult, but, okay, but so she looks no like the Swiss Miss girl. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Roger Moore is so much older than some of the women yeah, he has sex he with. It's pretty That's close to. No. I think Moonraker is ridiculous because it is the sort of the Bond producers going, hey, that Star Wars m- movie, people yeah. like them, space things. 
Yeah. James Bond shoots things. Why not in space? And exactly. it, I mean, it's just, it is that the height so much. of Roger Moore yeah. absurdity. I think there's a scene where he like, he goes to a hotel and he like, he has a meeting with, uh, you know, an important man. Uh-huh. It's, of course, incredibly sexist. And like, there's a woman receptionist and she's like, well, the guy's not going to be here for a little while. And they're both like, well, well, well and there's we like, do? there's the least setup or yeah. reason for sex happening. It's just sort of like, yeah. it's been 15 minutes since Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> had his pipes clean. <laughs> exactly. It's so ridiculous. And they tried, they did that in one of the movies with, uh, what's his face? Daniel, who's the guy now? Daniel Craig. With Daniel Craig uh, in the second one, the second Bond. He's done three now, right? Yeah. In the second one where they're down in South America where he walks in and they barely know each other and they have sex. And he yeah. kind of had this little smile on his face and it was kind of like well, a, a I, nod I, I to the old. I gotta do this now. It was yeah. kind of like a nod uh, to the old. Old movies. Yeah, but watch Moonraker. It is it is fascinating because uh, it is a movie that's come up a lot with friends because if you're kind of a big James Bond aficionado, uh-huh. it is like, of course, one of the, not worst, but like, it goes the farthest in this direction. So if you don't yeah. like that direction, you're going to hate that you're movie. You're going to hate that movie. Um, and I, I know people who, who will adamantly say, it is the best James Bond movie because there's lasers. <laughs> it happens in space. space. Come on. Like, okay, well, then you're a fan of space. Base and lasers, and not, not so much James spy. Bond. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, not that's not Suspense. quite espionage to yeah. have James Bond basically play a video game to save save oh, the earth. That's fantastic. Um, I haven't thought cool. about that movie in ages. Uh, so when you said that you were uh, moving around a lot and living in other places, were you a, a military kid? Yeah, my dad uh, worked for the military. Well, he was in the army, and um, he's older than my mom, so he had been in the military for probably like 10, 15 years when they got to bed together and he was working for the defense department and defense intelligence and they met in the middle east when he was doing that and she was actually a cryptographer she was a code breaker for the state department wow yeah speaking of spies yeah shit yeah and so they met in the middle east and then they were married in somalia and um we lived in ivory coast which i don't remember okay and then budapest which was the middle of the cold war You know, and I have some memories of that, of um, a lot of Marines and being guarded all the time. Yeah. And then Hong Kong. And in Hong Kong, he had been in for 30 years and my mom was pregnant again. And his next tour was going to be in China. And he's just like, yeah, I think let's just move. I'm going to retire and let's go back to Florida and raise, raise the family there. Yeah. So do you think growing up military, has that, did that, is that where some of this love of like the literal choreography of of battle comes from, of just being kind of aware I, of that? Um, I, th- I don't think that's where that choreography part, that, that's where my love of fantasy and sci-fi does come in because okay. my sister and I only had each other. So we, um, like we went to see Star Wars and then that's all we played together because we had no other friends because nobody okay. spoke English. And so we were playing <laughs> these rich fantasy games or, you know, we play Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. We play Star Wars or, or we'd also do the Disney stuff too. I think... The choreography comes does come from being raised in the military. Um, uh, so I guess the answer to your question was actually yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, I mean, everything was so... There wasn't much gray area growing up. We had a lot... The house had to look a certain way. We had a lot of chores. I mean, great parents. I'm not... Yeah. You know, but, but things had to be in place. There were rules for everything. There were steps 
for everything that you did. Right. There were steps, and, and you never kind of veered from so that So is that path. a reason, do you think, so you're introduced to that love of fantasy, the way I think mm-hmm. a lot of us were, is it was a world to retreat into. So Absolutely. it was a fantasy world that was different from reality, oh. but had a lot of reflection of reality, I think, to give thoughtful kids something to think about. Right. Uh, but then you gravitated towards Star Trek, which has sort of like the idealized version of the military, right? Of what yeah, is everything you know, that does. is positive about military. You know, I love has the order of it. The order, it has yeah. honor, but yeah. it also has a sense of family. So Yeah, yeah you know cool. what? Oh wow, you are like totally be my therapist right now. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it was so important to Picard uh, about order and structure and same with uh Janeway. Like Voyager's yeah. one of my favorite shows. I know a lot of people it's not one of their favorite franchise shows, but um I love Voyager and I loved Captain Janeway and, and she was all about order and you know the military honor and i just yeah even though yeah. she was way out in whatever quadrant yeah in you, you bullshit know, quadrant. that's the only way she held that ship together though is is by clinging to that and making everybody have roles you know cool yeah. cool uh so you do you enjoy even bad movies i do with can you think of ex- um, any, any examples of, of bad movies or like well like you know i one of the ones i just saw recently it actually was a bad movie once I had time to think about it. But when I'm watching it, I'm liking it. I just saw Last Days on Mars, which actually had a really low special effects budget. I think they did this on, on the cheap. Okay. You know, you know, but it was just neat conceptually. And um, uh, there's Dark Skies, which is more of a, um, a haunting kind of movie, like yeah. a possession kind of movie. But And that got really bad reviews, but I really liked it. It was scary and... You know, so there, so yeah, I, I know you from being friends with you yeah. to be a person to just staunchly defend what you like, regardless of whether it is popular or not. Yeah. But do you have you had an experience of watching something that has spaceships and laser guns, and even to yourself going, "I'm not enjoying this. This is horrible." Battle, battlefield Earth. <laughs> okay. But I guess you can't even count that because it's such a. I I've never. I, I, I haven't made the I, choice I, I got, to see that. I, I got like five minutes. And you, uh, yeah. That's all I had. Yeah, you, you know, couldn't. and they, it had aliens, spaceships, lasers, everything. But it was just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, was it was the choreography poor, or was it just? I don't the... know. I never got that far. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't say. Okay, so that's your line yeah. of you will watch anything, spaceships and laser guns, uh-huh. except for. Scientology propaganda. <laughs> exactly, right? That's a good line. Yeah, I think it's a good line. I think it's, I think it's absolutely a good line. Uh, so I, I so love that, that you phrased it, your love of these things is, instead of saying space battle choreography, you said yeah. to me, spaceships and laser guns. And it just made me sound like this advanced Jane Austen novel. <laughs> it does. I could totally write a, a nice, fancy novel. Well, you know, I, I, I uh, wanted... Um, you know, to put something on Twitter as your description, as my description of me, and I yeah. didn't know what to put without, you know, because first it was like, be a creator of this and this and this, and I, yeah. I left it up for a few months, I was like, ah, oh, man, you sound like a jackass. <laughs> and uh, so then I put uh, space fight enthusiast, and um, I kept getting tweets saying, did you mean space flight? <laughs> And I'd have to go into these, like, really, with 140 characters, I couldn't do it explaining what I meant. And yeah. I'd be, like, doing five treat, tweets, one of five, two of five, three of five, four of five. <laughs> and then finally I put just space and laser fight enthusiasts. Cause I and then everybody understood yeah, that. So now, I mean, it sounds, it's goofy, but it's the truth. So when I, when I hear space fight enthusiast, I picture, like, actual boxing in space. <laughs> 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 like, just really ineffective 
people in spacesuits trying to swing at each other and just hey. floating around gravity style. But uh, in space, so you, you can't do the parkour in space then. Yeah, there's nothing to yeah. bounce off of. Yeah. yeah, unless you get a space station. Like, You'd yeah. have to have like little like jetpack thrusters or something. Yeah, so. and even that would get really tedious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, are you a Jane Austen fan? Um, I no, not really. I mean, I've seen um, I've seen her movies. Like she's <laughs> she's around, you know. I've seen her movies. I see her at the cons every yeah. once in a while. I've read her IMDb yeah. page. Yeah. You know, I, I have never read a Jane Austen book, and I know that's really big with uh, with the ladies, but I, I just yeah. never have. I don't know why. I don't have anything against her yeah. or anything like that. Would you like her better if there were spaceships and laser guns? Yes, because I did read Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, uh-huh. the zombie. Oh, version. the zombie one. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read that and it was fabulous. So if it was Sense and, and Sensibility in yeah, spaceships. Yeah, because be I, I had just seen the, the movie Pride and Prejudice, so I at yeah. least knew the characters they were talking about, and okay. it was great. I loved it, and the women were like more empowered. It wasn't about them sitting around, you know, waiting to be married right. or, or whatever. They were actually fighting <laughs> zombies. <laughs> it was great. It was such a great idea. Excellent. What do you think is the sort of, you said you're a fan of fantasy too. What do you think is the fantasy version of, like you got, you have a great shorthand for science fiction. Mm-hmm. Spaceships and laser guns is a great shorthand. Yeah. What do you think a, a, a shorthand like that for fantasy would be in your mind when you're thinking um, about why you like fantasy? Dragons and magic. Dragons and magic. Yeah. Dragons and magic. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Game of Thrones, which has both. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Lord of the Rings. I mean, it may not have things called dragons but it has lots of monsters yeah in it and i'm reading the wheel of time series right now which i you know which is an older book but um it's got lots of magic and crazy <laughs> shit going on total i mean it, it, for me you know and i'll call it, you, you called it out earlier it all comes down to escapism for me you know with the way my brain works and the big irish catholic family i grew up in i needed time to myself and, right. and and the you know fantasy and science fiction was the way I escaped and in being my, in like you know, a truly different world in a truly different world it's just like I can't watch war movies because it, it's just a little too close to what my dad's been through he was in yeah. the Korean War and I've heard some horrible he never talked about it, but my mom told me some horrible stories of, of things he's seen and and seeing things that are real it's very hard for me even like a kidnapping movie or okay. anything like that is is I just feel I know I'm not saying that I feel more than other people but I can't let it go because I have obsessive compulsive disorder right so I can't let that go when I see that it's in my mind and like I went out but if there is a kidnapping that happens in space yeah <laughs> I'm able to watch it space because napped. space yeah. napped which is our third pitch <laughs> that we are going to take around you know being able to set like if there's a war in space or if there's a horror movie a slasher movie like I don't mm-hmm. like slasher movies but if there's a slasher movie in space it's just a way for me to separate it right. from the reality well, that makes and a lot I'm of able sense to then, accept it that the fir- that the way that your natural way to describe your love of sci-fi would mm-hmm. be the immediate signifiers that this is going to give you that little bit of separation in reality yeah. to help you deal with, with the, yeah. the drama and the conflict yeah. inherent in the story. And my, my husband always says to me, like, because I'm a big Margaret Atwood fan, okay. and um, she writes a lot of dystopian books. She doesn't like being called a science fiction. It's not that she doesn't like being called a science fiction writer. She's afraid she, of being... No, no. She actually has... Um, I just uh, read an a autobiography of hers, and basically she's saying, I have nothing against science fiction, but what I'm writing is alternate reality mm-hmm. that if human it's possible everything i write about is possible if we as humanity take a step this way okay 
you know, I'm not making up anything. These, all her ideas are like scientifically based, you know, when it comes to like, you know, with the, the orcs and crate, crate trilogy, the mad Adam trilogy. Um, it's, you know, all these, uh, bio lambs, which are, are they lions and lambs or something? I don't know. There's all these, um, animals that have been, you know, Genetically engineered. Thank you. Thank you. And all this food that's been genetically engineered, and there's this plague, and all this stuff that's happening. Um, So it's all possible. So she prefers dystopian or alternate reality. And so my husband's always like, um, but you read those. You are addicted to dystopia. He goes, that's so disturbing. You will, <laughs> why? And, and But to me, I always say, because it's alternate. It says alternate right there. <laughs> so I'm able, in my mind, to classify it as alternate. Yeah. You know? I think so. I think dystopia right now is super alternate for us because yeah. I think so much of modern dystopia storytelling is, sometimes it's about where technology will go. Yeah. But so much of it right now is about being stripped of technology. And I think that is so yeah. natural and fascinating that yeah. we are so focused on like, what if there wasn't fucking Facebook and smartphones? I know. And there were just what like if we twenty had to of do us without. Oh, yeah. yeah, having to do without. And I think just that I, that fantasy about the world being smaller again. Yeah. Since it's awesome that yeah. um, every corner of the world is sort of reachable to us yeah. via the internet. That's the great thing about you know The Walking Dead. You're so wrapped up in the story of this this people that have basically become a family. But then and they're in the South, and you realize, oh my God, this is probably going on to thousands of groups all over the world at the same time. And they just with the can't walkers. reach each other. They just yeah. don't know. Everyone's going through the same shit, but nobody can reach yeah. each other. And the, to me, there's something like, I don't know if you really like it, but I think also with Battlestar Galactica and The Walking Dead, and even Lost up to a point, they're all sort of about order. They're all about, they're about losing that technology, having a smaller group. But then it, the immediate thing is, okay, what are we going to do? We can't have chaos. We can't have anarchy. We yeah. have to, you know, and that's, that's the craziest thing is, is we have to have leaders, you know, but who do you trust, you know, because everybody, you know, everybody's so damaged, you know, all of humanity right now is just damaged in some way. You, I'm saying you are, I yeah. am, oh, we yeah. all are. And once we lose all that technology, like you said, if we're stripped of that, you know, who are the leaders going to be that are going to be actual good yeah. leaders, you know, and, and someone asked me once and, and they never, I, I, I admitted it, you know, what, what would you be? And I'm like, I'm a follower. I would not want to be a leader. <laughs> that is too much, too much on my shoulders. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's not, I, I don't, I would have to think about my decisions way too much. And, and I would rather be a follower. I would be a very helpful follower. Yeah. I could be an advisor. Yeah. But I don't want to make the decision. <laughs> I'm, I'm not yeah. Rick Grimes or, you know, yeah. or I would want to. I would or, want to continue to be. A comedian and organized right. little little stand-up nights. I've actually, you know, with my OCD head, I've actually uh, stayed up nights, you know, when I'm having my insomnia attacks, trying to think of what my role would be. You know, what use am I to, to society? What if they start culling people because yeah. they need to feed people? If I don't have any uses, then they're going to cull me. <laughs> what do I have? I'm not, I can't, I'm not a mechanic. I'm not an engineer. Okay, I could cook, but there's going to be a lot of good cooks because we're all foodies right. now. <laughs> this is how my brain works. And then my kids. I'm good with kids. I worked in daycares and summer camps for 10 years. Okay, I could be a teacher. I could be a teacher. And then I'm like, or I could do plays for everybody. I could do plays for everybody and do entertainment. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so how would your life be different if you... And only you, no one else, okay. actually had a spaceship or a laser gun. How would my life be different? Yeah. Oh, it would be so cool because I think with a spaceship, I wouldn't need a laser gun. Just 
and it, you know, I'd have to, I start thinking of other things too. I'd have to have warp technology and all that right. kind of stuff. So it, I'd be able to get to places, right? Yep. Okay. Just going around and just looking at amazing things. So you would, you would use it to see the world. The, I'd use it to see the universe. The universe. Yeah. That is awesome. You know, I go, you know, remember how excited Picard would always get when they were looking at a star forming or they're at yeah. a new nebula or something like that? And, and they were just like, don't you, we are looking at something that humanity hasn't seen. And See, so your life would always be the first five minutes of a Next Generation yes. episode yes. when they're just seeing yes. something beautiful before any. Yes, it won't get the part arises. where I'm trying to, you know, eating some MRE and realizing that I'm alone in space and having a panic attack. It won't be that part. It's just okay. the first, just the, the good parts. Just the, isn't that nice? That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask you uh, my how obsessed are you questions okay. to see your level of obsession. Uh, do you think about spaceships and laser guns every day? Yes. Would you discuss spaceships and laser guns with Hitler? I wouldn't talk to Hitler. <laughs> nice. A lot of people spend time with this uh, question, yeah. but I like it when every once in a while people are just like, no, no. fuck off. Wouldn't talk to him. Uh, because he would try to take the technology, he would think about it, and then hire some of his scientists to start working on it. I'm not going to give that bitch any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, gave you, uh, I gave some thought to uh, what you liked as we were talking in this podcast, so I've amended this question slightly. Would you read or write Han Solo slash Captain Picard slash fiction? Yeah. I think it'd be really hard because, you know, you'd have to be satisfying a lot of people. But you just, I mean, wouldn't that be a great mashup fan fiction book? Like you said Slash, but no, let's do The Adventures of Han Solo and Jean-Luc Picard. Just like hanging out. Just being, hanging out. Being buddies. That's pitch number four we've come <laughs> up with. We should be partners, Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. That, I, that would totally so you'd love, love to see them hanging out together. Yeah. But would you... Can you see Picard getting totally frustrated with Han Solo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd be, cause, yeah cause because I think Han would get pretty bored looking at Nebula's form. Yeah, and he, he would, would get also, restless. you know, and, and Picard would tell him what to do. And he's like, I'm not going to take... You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, I guess we'll see in the new yeah. Star Wars movie. I don't... Yeah. I, I, it's hard to imagine what Han Solo's sort of resting character is, yeah. where his needs are met. Yeah. Like, Picard's the kind of character, like, he wants to see new things but he'd be happy just seeing new things exactly. and Han Solo would be like needing to shoot something exactly exactly and that's why I hope it's not a mistake by bringing him into this movie yeah by doing all the cameos because you know Han Solo is so specific an archetype and yeah. you know that I hope I, I just hope that well, I just right I just hope him. he's really fucking grumpy that's I really well, all I want he's a grumpy man in real life I oh, hear, so, oh yes yeah. he is at least in his I've interviews to, he yeah. is delightfully grumpy and, and, and the ones that um i've seen that aren't podcasts or, or like where you actually see him he just looks annoyed all the time like oh here's another stupid question God damn it. <laughs> why is my life so awesome my husband uh, was uh. walking through uh i forget what lot it was on and uh they walked by a car and there is an old man asleep in it and they look closer and it was harrison ford he was just in the, the car in the front seat just relaxing sleeping yeah i guess dreaming of picard exactly <laughs> uh would you skip a friend's wedding to watch a new spaceships and laser guns movie no 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 okay. i gotta I, I wouldn't yeah i even if it was even if you damn. couldn't dvr it and you just would never see it and it would be a thing of legend oh wow that's where being raised Irish Catholic would come in, even though I'm not Catholic anymore. Um, I would have to go to the wedding because then I would think I was a bad person. Right, because the guilt is just there. And, Speaking and, of which, yes, would you swear to none over spaceships and laser guns? Would I swear to a nun? 
Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like if a nun walked into my apartment and said, Star Trek The Next Generation is stupid. Oh, I would, I would totally have a... I'm not scared of nuns anymore. <laughs> I've been through that. I've been through that. I think that might be my, w- my pull-out quote from this <laughs> podcast. I'm not scared of nuns anymore. <laughs> I understand. Uh, That's right. You went to Catholic school too. <laughs> I did. And I only went from like first grade to third grade and they still scared the shit out I of know. me. That's all you need, man. Yeah. They're fast. Those nuns work yeah. fast. Uh, if you could not watch spaceships and laser guns without first... Having your husband punched in the balls, would you still do it? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like if I whisper that yes, he'll never hear it. That was great. It was very honest and very whispered. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, honey. But the thing is, is that that he he, he already knows knows how I would answer that question. He knows, yes. You guys seem like you're a couple who know each other very well. It's one thing to be married a long time. It is different to actually know each other really well exactly and we do know each other very well (laughs) cool um i have been asking people to make a noise to sum up their obsession uh do you think you can is there a noise a specific noise you can make to sum up spaceships and laser guns um like 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 a pew pew noise or you you (laughs) (laughs) that would double with uh being irish catholic and because the first noise i'll I'll do the first noise that came to my head which is going to be embarrassing it might freak you out but i don't know why i thought of it but i was like is the first the Xena cry is the first one that came to to, to, to my head because it that's makes me so happy. It's because you can use that in joy and rage that right. sound and that's in does Xena in in the television show use it for both joy and rage or is it no? A, it's usually I'm just gonna a, kick your ass. It's a warrior cry. It's yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't want. I I think I but, saw like one episode of Xena and it was the musical episode and I was very frightened and confused. <laughs> I love Xena, but I used to do a show in Orlando called Herc and Xena at Universal Studios. <laughs> I wasn't Xena. That's why a lot of people say, "Were you Xena?" Because I'm tall. Yeah. Uh, no, it was like a special effects show where we took you through the world of Xena, and while we we're taking you through the world of Herc and Xena, um, we get kidnapped by Hera. The okay. audience gets kidnapped, and we gotta save everybody. Did you make and, the noise? No, no. But every single day. For 40 hours a week, I'd have to watch this screen where Xena says she's coming to help, and then she makes the noise. <laughs> so, Did the audience enjoy that, or were they ever yeah. annoyed, like, could you stop yelling and save us? It depended on how hot it was outside in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just came to watch a show for the air conditioning. Yeah. They didn't give a shit. Like, they didn't even know, they didn't even know what Herc and Xena was. Most yeah. people don't. Herc and Xena kind of <laughs> sounds like a medicine. Yeah. Got some Perkins, Zena. <laughs> Excellent. Can you do the noise one more time then? Yes. <laughs> do you think your neighbors are going <laughs> to? No. I'm sure they'll just assume, oh, he's Netflixing Zena. <laughs> I love that it's not just la 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 la, but it starts with ah la la la. There's a she nice ah, so then the beat drops. She does it uh, if you want to google it later tonight oh i use it in my one person show actually yeah (laughs) when i'm talking about uh being at a con and i'm like oh look honey there's a xena and all of a sudden you hear that we looked it up online (laughs) and it's super high and she did a great job that is awesome uh okay so uh here the final questions that don't necessarily have anything to do with spaceships and laser guns but you can bend them to your will if you want to okay uh if you could have a talking animal sidekick what kind of animal would you want it to be See, this is a problem where I think too much because I said I thought lion and then I thought cat. <laughs> well, take me through the process. Why did you first think lion? I love lions, even though they'll kill me, and I um, and then I thought it would kill me, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't hug it or it couldn't perch on my shoulder. 
Because if I had an animal sidekick, I kind of want it to perch on my shoulder, which right. made me think of a cat. Okay. Yeah. And do you like cats? Yeah. I awesome. love cats. <laughs> I love cats. Cool. Yeah. Cool. If someone built a statue of you, what do you think your pose would be in the statue? Hands on my hips with my chin up looking out into the distance. Like, Just, a, like a superhero pose. Yeah. Like staring at the nebula forming. Yes, exactly. So that's, like, what, that's, that, that's what would be the thoughts. Like Janeway. Like Janeway. (laughs) Tough and strong. That is awesome. And the final question for everyone on the podcast (laughs) uh, is, what is happiness? Happiness, um, and this is, happiness is is being, watching a sci-fi movie, something with spaceships, and being totally lost in it that I'm not aware of any of my reality around me. Because when that moment is over and I, I, I think, wow, that was so wonderful. And that really, for me not to, for me to be able to let go of everything that's going on around me is just the most wonderful feeling in the world to me. That is awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's Thank our podcast. You. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Here we are at the end of the podcast, and we have some quick plugs. Uh, both Audrey and myself will be mm-hmm. at some conventions coming up soon. Uh, in just a couple of weeks, I will be a guest at a convention in Madison, Wisconsin called GeekCon, and I'll be doing a bunch of shows in a live Obsessed podcast all about superheroes with John Kavalik and Christopher Jones and all sorts of cool shit. Uh, and then I will be at DragonCon, where I'll be doing a comedy show called Comedy of Doom uh, based on my book and a bunch of other fun shit. Uh, and you can find all that information on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live shows. And Audrey, you will be at DragonCon, right? I will be at DragonCon, and I am hosting a panel for Five Truths and a Lie. It's a storytelling show, but we're doing it panel style. Saturday, 8.30, and our guests are Garrett Wong from Voyager. Awesome. Grant Imahara from um, Mythbusters. I love Grant. Megan Rath and Sam Huntington from Being Human. Eddie McClintock from Warehouse 13. And our non-actor is the amazing dystopian writer (laughs) Hugh Howey who wrote the wool uh, series of books which you need to read and so um, basically we're going to be telling doing some storytelling awesome that's great yeah Yeah. I I was in the show last year at Dragon Con and it was an amazingly fun show so if you're at Dragon Con definitely uh, come see that Uh Uh, and people can find out more about you and everything you're doing at uh, Geek Girl Authority right yes geekgirlauthority.com absolutely you can can check out 5truthsandlie.com but uh, Geek Girl Authority is definitely more um uh, updated and also I'll be at Kamikaze at the end of October on oh, a couple awesome. panels. Don't know what they are yet, but I will be there. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, just so we can end the podcast with a lot of fun, yes. can you do mm-hmm. two sounds in a row? I can do two sounds in a row. Okay, here we go. Two sounds. <sighs> <laughs> Inhaler Xena for the win. Woohoo! <laughs>